Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Crusaders, America's greatest country in the world. San Diego's America's finest city. Thanks for being here. Thanks for last Friday. Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, Radiothon. You kidding me? Uh, I don't have the exact number, but it was like 1.5 something million (laughs) dollars. You raised in a day, like what? Uh, it'll probably get to 1.6. So you can still donate if you missed Friday. You know the whole deal. WarriorFoundation.org. Super grateful. You guys are amazing. There's cities across the country that do different radiothons, right? The radiothon's not a new thing or a unique thing. Uh, and they'll go, like, big cities. Big cities, bigger than ours. We'll go gangbusters if they raise half a million. But like I get all these like insider radio press releases that are like, oh, the city and station raised four hundred and eighty thousand dollars for this kind of. And they're like, oh, unbelievable! How did they do that? <laughs> and you go ahead and raise one point six. So thank you. Um. All right. What do we got today? What do we got today? We got lots of good stuff on today's show. Um. Let's start here. Because on Friday, uh, while we were doing the Word Foundation, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about the Rittenhouse trial. So let's put a, can we put a bow on the whole Rittenhouse thing here, and we'll move on. Uh, so Maria Shriver, Maria Shriver, married to Schwarzenegger, was married to Schwarzenegger when he was governor. She tweeted, I'm trying to take a, a beat to digest the Rittenhouse verdict. My son just asked me how it's possible that he did not get charged for anything. How is that possible? I don't have an answer for him. So when she uses that uh, formulation like that, that, that's a tweet. And there's a, how old do you think her son is? Is my question. She says, you know, my son asked me, how is it possible? I don't have an answer for him. In that, the way that tweet is formulated, people do that when their son or daughter's like six. And it's like a very from the mouth of babes kind of thing. Like, mommy, how could the bad man do a bad thing and not get a time out? How is that possible? That's how that come, that's how that's intended. Maria Shriver's son is twenty six. <laughs> I mean, my son just innocently asked, you know, from the mouth of babes, how is it possible? He's twenty six. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, Maria Shriver. This is uh, Mark Ruffalo. He plays the Hulk. He says, we come together to mourn the lives lost to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalued the lives of Anthony and Jojo. Jojo? The Hulk has a pet name for the child rapist? Joseph Rosenbaum? Goes by Jojo? Rosenbaum, excuse me, Jojo raped five kids under the age of 11. Was just released. I think he was released that day. And Mark Ruffalo has a pet name for him. Jojo. All right. Here's Reese Witherspoon. 
No one should be able to purchase a semi-automatic weapon, cross state lines, and kill two people, wound another, and go free. In what world is this safe for any of us? So I love how they're sticking with the cross state lines thing. It's unbelievable. It's classic. It's fantastic. The people who don't believe in boundaries and borders between countries are all concerned about the border between Illinois and Wisconsin. It's unbelievable. Now, I should note here, a quick timeout. Um, this week is a very dangerous week. It's a very dangerous week that we're just in the beginning of. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who think it's acceptable to cross state lines because it's Thanksgiving. And I just, I'm here to remind you, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but it's true. I, I just want to remind you that it is against the law to cross state lines. It's against the law and uh, even on Thanksgiving. It's, a, it's against the law any time of year, but even on Thanksgiving, you can't cross your state line. I don't, I don't know who you think you are that you could, but you're definitely not. I'm sorry, what's that? It's not, it's, not, it's not illegal. It's not illegal to cross state lines? Huh. So you can just, you just like drive across them? You just, huh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, I, never mind. I guess you can cross state lines. So why do people keep talking about Kyle Rittenhouse crossing state lines as if that matters at all? It's the ACLU. Despite Kyle Rittenhouse's conscious decision to travel across state lines and injure one person, blah, 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 blah. Despite his conscious decision to travel across state lines, does the ACLU think it's illegal to cross state lines? What are we talking? Cross state lines? We're still on. He made a conscious decision to travel across state lines. Like he's in Illinois and he's like, oh, I'm going to go to Kenosha. Wait, is that in Wisconsin? Ugh. Darn it. That's a different state. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to cross the state line anyway. I'm going to do it. I'm going to cross the state line. No, Kyle, don't do it. No, no. Nothing can keep me back. No, Kyle's a state. You can't cross the state lines. Have you ever crossed the state line before? You drive across the state line? There's like a sign. I always do. I always breathe uh, since I was a kid. I, I take a deep breath, <gasps> and then you cross the state line. You go. <sighs> I don't know why. I didn't know that was me breaking the law from a very young age. Uh, do we have clip eighty six? This is some woman, Amber Ruffin. I don't know. She's got her own show on Peacock. It's supposed to be a comedy show, I guess. I don't know. Here she is. It's not okay for a man to grab a rifle, travel across state lines, and shoot three people, and then walk free. It's not okay for the judicial system to be blatantly and obviously stacked against people of color. It's not okay for there to be an entirely different set of rules for white people. But uh, I don't care about Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't care about that racist judge. And I don't care about how up that jury must be. Uh, white people have been getting away with murder since time began. I don't care about that. I care about you. And uh, I can't believe I have to say this, but you matter. You matter. Every time one of these verdicts come out, it's easy to feel like you don't, but I'm here to tell you that you do. You matter. 
You matter so much that the second you start to get a sense that you do, a man will grab a gun he shouldn't have in the first place and travel all the way to another state just to quiet you. That's the power you have. Yeah. Uh, So don't forget it. Yeah. You don't matter that much. I don't want to be a jerk about that, but this whole you matter. Yeah. Not really. But I, I play that for two reasons. First, the, she said twice, the traveled all the way across state lines, which is another way to put that all the way across. <laughs> Not just across them, but all the way across the state line. Wow. So not just one foot over it, but like his whole body went over. the. Uh, but I also play it because uh, there were no people of color in this case. That's another thing. That's not the real reason. Here's the real reason. Uh, that same day, right? This line that white people get away with murder all the time. Since the beginning of, of, of America, white people have gotten away with murder, blah, blah. That same day, Andrew Coffey IV, uh, a couple of years ago, actually, uh, he's a black man. A SWAT team broke down his window, broke through his window, threw a flashbang in his bedroom. Him and his girlfriend were asleep. He picked up his gun, started firing. The SWAT team fired back. His girlfriend was shot 10 times. He was charged with murder and was found not guilty. Now, in a jury trial, I don't have to go way back in the archives to find this story. It was the same day as the Rittenhouse verdict. Two people found not guilty in the same justice system. One black, one white. Now, to be fair... Andrew Coffey the fourth did not travel all the way across state lines. Maybe if he did, then well, I mean, that may be a different story. He stayed in Florida the entire time, but he was charged with murder and a jury of people of all races said, uh, no, not guilty. Great. This is a different host on MSNBC 87. Supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely. It lets you know these people have access to instituting uh, laws. They represent the legislative branch of this country. What are we to make of that? Yeah, so, so white supremacists roaming the halls of Congress with this little white supremacist, little murderous <laughs> white supremacist. Uh, and it goes on and on. This is the, the Independent over in England. Kyle Rittenhouse cleared of murder after shooting two Black Lives Matter protesters, and then underneath a teenager who shot three black men with rifle found not guilty on all charges. That's not what happened. <laughs> he did not shoot three black men. He didn't shoot any black men. There's an NBA commentator who was on the floor of some game, and he said the uh, Kenosha riots uh, occurred because Jacob Blake was shot and killed by police officers. No, he wasn't killed. We can go on and on and on. It goes forever. People just making stuff up, making up their own worlds and living it. Pretty unbelievable. 858-522-5775. Slider Crusaders, WarriorFoundation.org. You can still give. Appreciate you. You're awesome. Uh, The terrible news is, uh, well... I'd hate to start the segment with this, but the uh some rapper or something in wisconsin he was arrested earlier in the month for running over uh a woman and no hold on running over the mother of his child okay so he hit a woman he knew early in november made bail 
was then last night or the other night had some domestic dispute, got in his car, went to the local Christmas parade, drove through the crowd, injured 48 people, including 18 children, and killed five people, all 50 years or older, and uh, did it intentionally. Terrible. I should have saved that because I don't know how to come back from that. Uh, let me, I guess it's still in Wisconsin. We'll see if there's any connection or not. I guess it doesn't have to be one. But just on this point of Kyle Rittenhouse being done with this and the hypocrisy of it all. And I've done a lot of stuff about how, um, you know, we need more Kyle Rittenhouses. And someone's like, oh, we need more untrained 17-year-old uh, idiots to be out there patrolling the streets. Okay. No, but what we needed was to allow more of our finest citizens to continue to have a perfectly good riot. That's what we really needed. Tom Woods said everybody knows the highest American value is to sit back and do nothing and make excuses for the rioters. That's just another example here of... Uh, People making stuff up. This is the Irish Times. U.S. jury acquits police officer over Kenosha killings in deeply divisive case. No, it wasn't the he wasn't the police officer. It's, it's like it's like everyone's just it's just a fantasy of oppression. Everyone's making up a fa- oh here's a story. Let me find this one. Ah uh, yeah yeah okay. This is in Essex. Essex uh, is just outside London. It's like an area outside London. Uh, they, they sent this out. Yes, uh, today we commemorate members of the transgender community who died as a result of anti-transgender hatred and violence. We will continue to act against those who target someone because of their religion, race, sexual orientation, disability, or transgender identity. Okay, so they put that up, and there's a picture of them standing in front of a transgender flag. Police officers in front of a transgender flag. Um, and then they say, we've taken the decision to turn off commenting on this post. Because of the unregrettable, the regrettable volume of unkind, unpleasant, and hurtful, blah blah blah. So why why here? What like what's the what were people pointing out? There have been no trans people killed in the entire of the United Kingdom for three years. So people were reasonably asking, who is being commemorated? Who are you commemorating? No transgender person has died in three years in all of England. Not even just Essex. All of England. And here come out. Who? All right, back to Kyle. So a little hypocrisy here. This is always fun. Gina Cardano. All right, so she was in uh, The Mandalorian, which is this Disney Channel Star Wars thing. And she was fired. Remember, it was like, gosh, was it a year ago? Two years ago? She was fired because she sent out a tweet. Jews were beaten in the streets. Not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from someone hating for their political views? She put that on Twitter and she got fired, kicked off the show, Disney fired her, severed all, severed all ties, whole thing, right? That was it. Gone. Like a year ago. Meanwhile, Pedro Pascal, who is also on the same show, Disney's The Mandalorian, he sent this tweet eulogizing 
the two people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed, again, one of them, a convicted child molester, raped five kids under the age of 11, was just released from prison for the... And they're like, oh, JoJo. Same thing with the hall. Let's prayers for JoJo. (laughs) Huh? But that's fine. That's my point. Disney stands by him. This one's my favorite, though. You ready for this one? Police officer in Virginia, right after this all happened, right? He was arrested. Right Right after Kyle Rittenhouse was arrested, this police officer donated $25 to a to the Kyle Rittenhouse defense fund on GoFundMe and he was fired anonymously he anonymously donated $25 and you're like well how did any how did anyone know that because hackers hacked into GoFundMe found the emails of all the people who donated and like blackmailed them and they pressured the police department in Virginia to fire him and they did he was 10 months away from vesting his pension. He has three kids. He's been unemployed for a year. And I just want to accentuate this point. He donated anonymously $25. He was outed by hackers. Why did he donate? He said, I've been a homicide detective, a violent crimes investigator for years. I have background here. I watched the video of the shooting and I'd seen the video of the journalist of Mr. Rittenhouse before the shooting and the protesters before the shooting. And I thought it painted a pretty clear picture that Mr. Rittenhouse had a very strong claim for self-defense. So he anonymously donated $25 and he got fired for it. And in the end, of course, he was right. And I hope he sues and he'll make millions. Now, that's ridiculous enough. And that's what I mean by the system, right? The system is going as is clearly a one-way street in one direction where this guy could get fired simply for donating. It's very similar to the the guy, the CEO of Mozilla Firefox, who back in 2008 donated like $1,000 to the Prop 8 measure here in uh, California to define marriage between a man and a woman. And like eight years later, someone found out about it and he got fired for donating to something eight years prior. What is what? So here's this guy fired for 25 bucks anonymously. Now, GoFundMe, they deleted the fundraising page for Kyle's defense fund. Now, they've since come out and said that, uh, well, we, we took it down because we don't allow raising money for legal defenses of violent crimes. But GoFundMe themselves donated to a group called Riot Kitchen. Riot Kitchen is a Seattle terrorist group that was... Uh, investigated by the FDI. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No For filling up cans of gasoline and driving to Kenosha with them to light things on fire. And GoFundMe donated. But we don't have to do GoFundMe. Kamala Harris promoted a defense fund for people arrested during all the riots across the entire country for Black Lives Matter. And one police officer donates $25 to a defense fund and the kid gets fired. This is PolitiFact. Fact-checking Donald Trump. August 2020, Trump said that the video of Rittenhouse uh, shows that he was trying to get away from them, fell, 
And then they violently attacked him. And PolitiFact rated that as false. How dare Donald Trump say such a thing? It's false. And it turned out to be true. (laughs) Hannah Jones, she's the, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones, she's the head of the 1619 Project. She said he carried a gun he could not legally have illegally across state lines and killed two people. But sure, y'all believe in law and order. So you're wrong on both counts. He did not take the gun across state lines and he was legally allowed to have it. She says he could not have it and he took it across state lines. Neither of those things are true. And those are true, not true without dispute. No one's, there's no dispute for that. Same person in this country. You can even kill white people and get away with it if those white people are fighting for black lives. That's the legacy of 1619. Yeah, I'm sure the serial rapist of boys who was on camera saying the N-word multiple times that night. As Megyn Kelly said, I'm sure he has a deep intellectual commitment to fairness in black lives. (laughs) Just making up whatever fantasy land of oppression people want to live in. Pretty amazing. All right, well, speaking of, we'll talk about Thanksgiving coming up next. MSNBC had this crazy, wacky guy on talking about uh, the true meaning of Thanksgiving and racism and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you'll like this. We got, we'll do a little, uh, do a little lesson, a little, little history of the, uh, of the pilgrim people. Hey, Cider Crusaders. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. This is a little segment, a little editorial from MSNBC on this beautiful Thanksgiving week. Enjoy. Okay. My name is Jossie Ross. I come from the Amstapi Bukani Nation. The mythology of Thanksgiving closely mirrors the mythology of America. That mythology is the image that white Americans love to see of themselves. White settlers come to a strange land in good faith, bringing something of great value that enriches the people who are already here. The natives also bring something of immense value. Equal exchange. That closely mimics the mythology of white America. It is how America wants to see itself. The truth, of course, of Thanksgiving is much different. The truth is pilgrims did not bring turkey, sweet potato pie, or cranberries to Thanksgiving. They could not. They were broke. They were broken. Their hands were out. They were begging. They brought nothing of value. But they got fed. They got schooled. Thanksgiving. It makes sense. There is much for white Americans to be thankful for. But I'm still trying to figure out what indigenous people received of value. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide and violence. That genocide and violence is still on the menu as state-sponsored violence against Native and Black Americans is commonplace and violent private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. From Stone Child Chief Stick to Mike Brown to Renee Davis to Breonna Taylor to Eric Gardner, Indigenous and Black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. From Ahmaud Arbery to Trayvon Martin, white Americans are still killing Native and Black Americans with no fear of reprisal. They brought chattel slavery to Africans and Native people. That still happens through the prison industrial complex that imprisons the descendants of enslaved Africans and Natives at far disparate numbers. That is the reality of Thanksgiving. 
Many of us are still waiting for white Americans to bring some value, still waiting for white America to match the mythology of Thanksgiving, freedom, justice, equality, reparations for two and a half billion acres of stolen native land, reparations for 246 years of stolen labor, reparations for stealing native children. Stop the killing. It's still happening. Stop the theft. It's still happening. Return the land. Match the mythology. Then and only then we can all be equally thankful. Peace. Um, can someone pass, pass the mashed potatoes, please? Of that piece at the end. Give me all the land back, peace. <laughs> all right, here's it. That's uh, that's critical race theory. That's there it is in a nutshell. That's what your kids are learning now. So you take something uh, from the past, you frame it as all evil and terrible, and then you immediately jump to the present. Right? It's like, oh, the uh, the natives were amazing, and the white man was terrible, and the white man still is terrible. George Floyd, prison industrial complex. Right? See how that goes. So. It's impossible to describe all of history in a few sentences or even a few minutes. So when someone tries, like you just heard, it's difficult to counter without coming up with something as equally comical as what you just heard right there. So let me instead just add a little bit of nuance here and some things to think about. Uh, again, just the irresponsibility of taking something from the past and comparing it to Jacob Blake of today, right? No intellectually honest person would do such a thing. Second, he's right about the Europeans being broken and desperate in many ways. Of course they were. I mean, look at what they endured coming across the ocean. Coming across the ocean, they get here, they barely survived the winter. Half of the, co- the first pilgrims, half of the colony died. And the ones who made it were not thriving by any means. True. Also true that the natives had a lot of things that were incredibly noble about them. Something that we don't often think about. There's a whole list here, but something we don't think about is hygiene. The natives thought that the Europeans were disgusting and smelled bad. That was one of the main critiques of all the Europeans who came to America those first few times is how much they stunk. The French, the British, whoever it was, these guys stink. Plus, they're like hairy. They're super hairy. These white people come and they got hair all over their face, these huge giant beards, and they just stink. And then the Europeans on the flip side were amazed at how hygienic, how clean the natives were. That's interesting. Not something I normally think about. So that's okay to challenge our preconceived notions and visions of that time and those people. That's great. It's also good to know that some natives were nice and some were cruel. Some were loyal, some were heartless and savage. Some were this, some were that. Be careful of the huge, broad brushes when we're talking about something 400 plus years ago. Third point, uh, and this is my main one because this is his main point. The Europeans did have things of value to offer the natives. He made that claim that the white man brought nothing of value, and he even said something like, uh, We're still waiting for the white man to bring things of value. <laughs> we're still waiting. What was it? Maybe you can find it there, Connor. Like we're still, it's a half, about halfway through. Still look, we're still looking for something of value that the white man can provide. I think that's what it was. We're still looking for something of value. That the white man, geez, man. Um, so the truth is they did. Of course they brought something of value. First, they brought things. Copper kettles. 
colored glass, steel knives and hatchets. The natives did not have these things. A lot of the Europeans who first came were very surprised that the natives didn't want the steel things, like steel, like the material steel, as much as they wanted like the colored glass and and like the jewels and stuff like that, that they could use for um, whatever necklaces and stuff like that. But either way, the, of course, of course, of course, of course, the Europeans had things that the natives didn't have and the natives wanted and they traded. What are we talking about? But here's the most important thing that the pilgrims provided protection. Wait, what? So what do you mean? They provided protection. Hey, of course. So the pilgrims, let me say this first. Let me say this first. A lot of Europeans would come to the New World, right? And the natives wouldn't let them off the boat. They'd say, no, no, no. You stay there. And they would trade without even the Europeans coming on land. Or they'd let them come on for just a minute and then they got back on the boat. Right? But the Wampanoags let the pilgrims come and stay on the land. Why? So the pilgrims landed in Plymouth. The native tribe there was the Wampanoags. They would not let other Indian tribes trade with the pilgrims. Only they could. So they set up a blockade where only the Wampanoags could trade directly with the pilgrims. So the Wampanoags were the, the middlemen of trade. They dictated what European products would make it to the inland tribes and what inland tribes would make it to the Europeans. They were the middleman entirely. But why did they, so that's one thing, right? Trade. But why did they really let them stay? Because the Wampanoags needed protection from the Narragansetts, Narragansetts, the other tribe right next to the Wampanoags. So for about the five years prior to the pilgrims showing up, the Wampanoag tribe, it was about a couple dozen villages that would make up the Wampanoag tribe over a pretty big area. And they were in big trouble because for about the five years prior, they were all getting killed. There was some famine, disease, and death from the Narragansetts. They were losing a ton of people. This was before the white man showed up. So the head of the Wampanoags, Massasoit, was very worried that the tribe to his west, the Narragansetts, were going to take them over entirely. So Massasoit decided to ally with the pilgrims, the white man, the foreigners, the Europeans, for protection from the neighboring tribe. So to say the white man provided nothing of value, of course they provided things of value. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have let them off the boat. There's a reason the Wampanoags even let them ashore in the first place. You wouldn't, because there were, again, there were other Europeans who would arrive and the Indians were like, no, 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 get up, get back in that boat. But the Wampanoags was like, they're like, hey, hey, you can come, but this is what we want out of you. Want your stuff. And we want protection. You help us. You ally with us. Europeans have been here before. This is why there were a couple Indians who knew English. And they knew the Europeans, but they never let them stay long. 
They never let him stay long, but this tribe let these America, these Europeans stay because they indeed offered something protection from the other warring tribe. Final point here. So anyway, are you with me on, on like this guy's like they provided nothing of value. Well, of course they did. Fifth point or whatever I'm on. Uh, it was disease that ultimately killed the natives. It was disease. But even that didn't happen at once. Right? We have a very Twitterized version of history where a th- thing happens and five seconds later, it's over. <laughs> it's like, no. Nah, so 1616 was the disease that killed the Wapanoags. Um, some sort of herpes that they think traveled via the food. Uh, but it didn't hurt the Narragansetts. They were fine. Because the neighboring tribe, they were fine because they didn't have any contact. So that was 1616, but it wasn't until 1633, which is a good good couple decades later, when the Narragansetts and a bunch of other tribes were killed by smallpox. But this was not an intentional thing by the Europeans. Disease is extremely common when it comes to travel of any kind like this. This is one reason why the Europeans could not take over Africa at first, because they couldn't get in. The disease, they'd all die. As soon as the Europeans tried to get in, they just die. This is why it took African tribal leaders to enslave their own African people and bring them off to the coasts where the Europeans would pick them up because the Europeans couldn't go on land until they came up with different medicines that they could. So listen, there's a lot here. That was seven minutes, right? That was a lot in seven minutes. The overall point is if the left thinks that it is evil and racist to boil down history, to a comical mythology that we teach kindergartners, then it is equally wrong, if not worse, to boil down history to adults so that you can bring up George Floyd and how nothing's changed or some ridiculous comment like that. There's nuance to all of this. But the story of the Europeans and the natives it's a tale as old as time throughout the history of the entire world and all of human experience. Warring tribes, allies, trade, protection, disease, like this is all normal stuff. And I'm pretty sure that if some of those people who were involved with all of this, some of the Wampanoags and pilgrims of the day, pretty sure if some of them came back to life and heard our interpretations of what happened, I'm pretty sure they'd all be like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's what? That's not what happened. That's what you got from that? Oh, no, that no, that's wrong. How do I know that's what would happen? Because that's what happens with any bit of gossip that you hear about what happened last weekend with someone. Right, you you hear or read or whatever something about something that happened last weekend, and then you talk to someone who was actually there, and they're like, "Oh no, no, let me tell you what really happened." Because that was yesterday. <laughs> now imagine something four hundred years ago. Eight five eight five two two five seven seven five. Slater Crusaders WarriorFoundation dot org. Would you get one almost one point? I don't know if it's over or just under one point six million dollars. One one what? One point what? How about just one point? How'd you get one? One? You got one million? One point six million? What are you? You are a generous person. You can go to warriorfoundation.org and still donate up until the end of the year. And some donations trickle in. Grateful for that.
Um, so yeah, the Rittenhouse, uh, Tucker Carlson is going to talk to Kyle Rittenhouse tonight. I just watched a couple excerpts. Seems like a good, normal, decent kid. So I've been doing some commentaries all over the place saying we need more Kyle Rittenhouses. This woman said, the fact that you think we need more 17-year-old, unvetted, untrained, unsupervised kids helping law enforcement maintain orders beyond comprehension. Well, first of all, there were no police officers <laughs> maintaining order. That was the problem. But I'm not saying we need more unvetted, untrained, unsupervised kids. What I say when I, when I, I, I listen, this person does not mean well, right? She's, if you read the rest of her comments, she's not. Well, give me this. She said, um, one of her sentences was, uh, you're terribly uninformed about a lot of issues. If you ever care to discuss police reform and why it's necessary, I won't hold my breath. You can reach out. Anyway, uh, my point of bringing up when I say there needs to be more Kyle Rittenhouses is we should be encouraging young men to have to, to listen to and, and act on that zeal inside of them to protect. And there should be men there as well. There should be more men, actual men, older men, trained uh, competent men leading so that it's not merely left to 17 year olds to fill the void that the politicians have left coming up next New York times telling you how you should celebrate your Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I'll tell you next spread the word lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.